mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, we tell our kids to follow their dreams. But two-thirds of today's students say they'll prioritize a career that provides financial security over a field that they are passionate about. Does it really have to be one or the other? Also this morning, a look back at the people, places, and things that most captured our attention in the month of July. We'll speak with the search trends experts at Google. And it's a fun month of August events at the Hancock Historical Museum. Plus, plans are well underway for Oktoberfest this fall. Sarah Sisser will tell us what's happening. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. I looked at that as I read that, you know, August 2nd, 2023. And for a moment, I thought, what are we eight months into the year? And and I thought, 2023, that just doesn't sound right. I don't know what's wrong with me. We're eight months into the year. You'd think that. Uh, but for some reason this morning, when I looked at that and it said 2023, I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> anyway. Good to have you with us here. Some of the uh, first things you need to know, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. So Cedar Point with a big announcement yesterday. Um, They revealed their plans for a reimagined Top Thrill Dragster. You know that the ride has been closed for quite some time now after a rider was uh, injured while waiting in line. And a pretty serious injury. You know the story, right? So I won't go into all of that. But they closed it down. And uh, then the pandemic hit and the, it remained, remained closed. And they finally just said they've had problems with the uh, top thrill uh, almost since the beginning. It was frequently broken down. The uh, uh, launch system uh, has given them a fit. So uh, now they are reimagining the top fr- uh, thrill dragster. And uh, it will, it will then, it will now have a second uh, lift hill, a second four hundred twenty foot uh, hill, and there will be three launches. And it's gonna, it's gonna launch you toward the first one uh, at slower speed. You'll go part way up and then fall back, and then launch over the first one and go and launch a second time over the second hill, and. Um, so twin 420-foot-tall towers, uh, top speed 120 miles an hour, more than 3,400 feet of track. Uh, the ride, it says, will last two minutes, so quite a bit longer than Top Thrill Dragster uh, did. And uh, it is the, uh, let's see here, the tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster is the way they... Uh, but the world's tallest and fastest triple launch strata coaster. Uh, and it'll be called Top Thrill 2. So a very original name. Um, what I thought was uh, kind of interesting, um, they're already working on parts of the track and they have one of the lift hills already built, obviously, because it's there. Uh, been there from Top Thrill Dragster. But it won't be until after the park closes, they'll be able to start working on the second 420-foot hill because the cranes are so huge that they'll have to bring it in. They can't do it 
while the park is open. They can do some work while the park is open, but that work will have to happen after the park closes and over the winter. So whether this will be ready for opening day of 2024, <laughs> if 2023 sounds weird, how weird does 2024 sound? Anyway, uh, it may or may not be open for opening day of 2024. Uh, they did not give a, a date that it will be open, but I did see the video. They've got videos posted online, artist rendering, uh, artist renderings, and uh, virtual rides um, that are computerized as to what this will look and feel like, and it looks awesome. I mean, it's... <laughs> I gotta get up there to check that out. So that was big news yesterday. Uh, the other big story, the Mega Millions jackpot continues to soar. There was no winner, no grand prize winner, I should, st- uh, should say, last night in the uh, drawing. Um, I think there were probably, you know, some people came close, maybe won a million dollars, but nobody won the big jackpot. Uh, the lack of a lucky ticket holder means the next drawing on Friday will be worth an estimated one and a quarter billion dollars. That's the full amount. Cash option would be just over $625 million. But the full jackpot, one and a quarter billion dollars. It's been three and a half months since they've had a Mega Millions winner. And I'm thinking, man, I got to win me that lottery so I can afford to go to Cedar Point and ride that new coaster. That's... <laughs> uh, let's see. That's my goal. I just need to uh, get there to ride the coaster. Uh, let's see what else is going on in the news. Some of the other uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories to start your day. Uh, part of California is back under quarantine. No, it's not COVID or any uh, pandemic virus. Apparently, it says here a portion of uh, Los Angeles County has been placed under quarantine after an invasive fruit fly native to Asia uh, was spotted in the area. Nearly 80 square miles are under quarantine in an effort to stop the Tau fly, T-A-U, Tau fly, from reproducing and taking over the area. Um, they've discovered a couple dozen of these flies in Stevenson Ranch. Uh, according to the California Department of Food and Agriculture, residents in the quarantine zone are forbidden to remove any fruits and vegetables from their homes, and when they toss them out, they have to double-bag the trash. Uh, The bug, they say, is a serious pest for agriculture and natural resources. The uh, department is treating the bugs with an organic-approved material that will help uh, remove the adult flies. Um, They feed on a vast array of fruits and vegetables, including uh, avocado, citrus, tomatoes, peppers ruining the crops so it is a serious uh issue there in california they're uh, under quarantine um but not because of the uh, pandemic or anything like that they just had another opportunity to quarantine people so they had to do that by the way speaking of the uh, pandemic you remember during the pandemic uh costco i don't know if you're a shopper at costco uh the nearest one we have is up in the Perrysburg area. So I know some people are Costco members uh, and drive up there. And if you are a customer, you may have noticed a change. Um, The free samples went away during the pandemic and then they returned, but now they have changed. 
Costco is replacing the people who are giving away the samples with self-serve sample stations. Uh, Labor shortage may be partially to blame. Uh, People not applying for the job of uh, sample servers. And uh, also AI may be replacing uh, some of these service positions. A uh, grocery... A Grocery Depot report estimates that as many as 18% of store associate roles could be eliminated eliminated due to AI. Costco's new sample stations uh, are not really high-tech, so I don't know if there's any AI involved in this. You just grab a sample from the bottom of the chute. I think Sam's Club kind of does the same thing uh, with their uh, samples. I've noticed that in some of the Sam's Club locations that I've been to. Anyway... Not everyone is loving the change. One uh, woman in Vermont said uh, my father actually used to do that job, used to hand out samples at Costco, and he loved it because he loved chatting with people and meeting new people. And, you know, um, so it's a it's a shame, they say, to lose that personal touch. But it's another example of AI replacing humans, or technology in general replacing humans. Uh, Speaking of uh, technology, this is kind of interesting. Of course, you know that uh, electric vehicles have been uh, all the rage among some, and the bane of automotive, uh, uh, bane of the automotive world for others. Well, now a new report published by Global Data finds that solar may be the new big thing for electric vehicles in the coming years. Solar-powered vehicles. Over the past uh, three years, according to this study, more than 1.2 million patents have been filed and granted in the automotive industry uh, regarding solar technology, and this number is not expected to stop anytime soon. Solar-powered EVs can be partially or even, in some cases, fully powered via self-contained solar cells on the uh, roof and the hood and the uh, liftgate, uh, back liftgate of the uh, vehicle. They embed solar panels, solar cells, uh, in the vehicle, and the cars store excess power in batteries, then use it to power the vehicle when other sources are unavailable. Now, that... I would think, uh, precludes you from parking in a garage, doesn't it? Or (laughs) in a parking garage or in your home garage, because it couldn't soak up the sun. So you kind of have to leave it out uh, in the sun, I would think. But um, the study says there's a massive diversity in the number of companies applying for and receiving these patents. Over 100 tech vendors, uh, both established automotive companies and startups, have applied for these patents. One of the most prominent players in solar-powered EVs is Toyota. So look for this. uh, Let's see here. The Prius, the 2023 Prius, they say, has rooftop solar panels, which can generate as much electricity as needed to drive over 1,000 miles in a year or four miles from one parking lot to the next uh, while at work. So while you're, you're parked at work, and get uh, four miles of charge from the sun. All right. And, you know, I, I'll tell you what, 
I think that's a that may have some some legs to it. That may say have some teeth because that would be free uh, uh, electricity or free uh, powering your vehicle for free. And you wouldn't have to stop and fill it up at the tank or at the, at the uh, fill up the tank at the gas station. Wouldn't have to plug it in at home and run up your electric bill. You know, soak it directly from the sun. And unless we find a way to monetize the sun directly, uh, that would be free electricity for your vehicle. And um, I'll share this real quickly here. Uh, one of the uh, first things you need to know this morning. You need to look up this video. It's pretty amazing. It's like something out of a James Bond movie. Last Friday, uh, recorded footage surfaced of two men leaping off a boat and... Uh, in West Grand Traverse Bay, Michigan. Apparently, there was a fire on board the boat, and the uh, the couple of guys uh, who were on board the boat were trying to put it out with fire extinguishers when one of them yells, It's too late! It's too late! Get off the boat! They jump into the water just moments before the thing blows up. It was like a scene out of a movie. Uh, just seconds after they dove into the water, the boat exploded. Fortunately, the couple uh, the couple who recorded the video caught all of this happening and recorded the video. Uh, they raced over to pluck the two men out of the lake and brought them back to shore. Um, the dist- remains of the destroyed boat were removed uh, over the weekend. But uh, there's video of this. It's pretty incredible stuff. Uh, something you got to check out here this morning. There you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your midweek Wednesday morning started. WFIN News. I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather. Plenty of sunshine expected today with a high in the low 80s. Just a few clouds tonight, a low around 60. The Finley Police Department is seeking the public's help on identifying the suspect who tried to steal a cart full of merchandise from the Walmart on Tiffin Avenue. Police say the woman you can see in the surveillance pictures with this story on our website fled the area when she was confronted by store security. Anybody with information about the suspects is urged to contact police or message them on their Facebook page. People can also contact Crime Stoppers, and tipsters may be eligible for a reward. Again, you can see the surveillance pictures with this story on our website. The Hancock County Sheriff's Office will be holding its annual Citizens Sheriff's Academy class for people interested in learning more about how the Sheriff's Office operates. We meet once a week and we talk about the inner workings of the Sheriff's Office. Sheriff Michael Heldman says each class focuses on a different facet of the Sheriff's Office, such as crime prevention, policing, firearms, traffic enforcement, and more. The nine-week class gets underway on September 14th and meets on Thursday nights from 6.30 to 9. Get more details about the Citizens Academy class at the Sheriff's Office in the story on our website. An effort to bring a big operation to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base near Dayton has been unsuccessful. President Biden says he is keeping the U.S. Space Command in Colorado. This reverses a decision by former President Donald Trump to move it to Alabama. The Defense Department says this decision ensures peak readiness for the country. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown has tried to get Space Command moved to Ohio. The Hancock Historical Museum's next brown bag lecture will be on the upcoming solar eclipse. Tom O'Grady, astronomy instructor at Ohio University, has chased solar eclipses all over the world, and he'll be giving the lecture on Thursday at noon. 
Attendees will learn about the dynamics of solar eclipses, the history of eclipse expeditions, and what we can expect next April. The Hancock Historical Museum's brown bag lectures are always free for museum members and $3 for non-members. The museum's located at 422 West Sandusky Street in Finley. Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. You know, a lot has been made really since the onset of the pandemic three years ago now about personal financial security in uncertain times or the lack thereof for many people. And guess what? Our kids are paying attention. According to a new survey from Bank of America, more than two-thirds of current students say they are motivated by the potential for financial security rather than fulfillment, personal fulfillment in their future career path. Robin Growley is head of consumer deposits for Bank of America, and she says that with the back-to-school season upon us now, it is the perfect time for parents to start discussing and demonstrating healthy financial habits, not just for their children, but with their children. Because, Robin, with the right financial habits, it really doesn't have to necessarily be one or the other. You can be financially secure and have a fulfilling career in a field that you're passionate about. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Chris. There's not a trade-off. I mean, you certainly can have both, and it just takes the right amount of planning and discussion, right, to make those happen. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of sad that, that that kids feel that they have to choose one or the other. So how can parents help their children adopt these pine, uh, positive financial habits that will lead to that long-term stability? Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, it's important that, you know, as adults that we realize, you know, financial stability is top of mind for our younger generation. And being able to talk openly about money management with parents, grandparents, or a trusted adult, it is paramount to setting our young adults up for financial success. So I think one of the most important things that parents, grandparents, you know, the trusted adults, one of the most important things we can do is to start early and start with the basics of budgeting, right? So whether or our kids are, you know, learning the meaning of a dollar through potentially summer jobs that they've worked or they're getting an allowance, or maybe they're preparing to go off and live on their own for their first time, right? Maybe they're going to college. Yeah. Knowing how to effectively budget, that really can help children learn how to save and then ultimately make progress towards achieving their financial goals. Now, I can hear uh, some folks say this is very complicated, though. I mean, that's one of the reasons why so many adults struggle with this, as we've seen over the past couple, three years. So how do we break it down to make it uh, to simplify it? uh, and, And where should we start with our kids? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, budget, that word to some folks is very intimidating, grown-ups and, you know, and, and I'm sure children as well. But you're absolutely right. It's all about keeping it simple. And so I like to think about it really as three steps. First, understand how much money you have coming in, right? So if your child worked that summer job and they've saved money and now they're just going to have an allowance, so help them understand like how much they have coming in. And then also, kind of as your second step, you want to help them understand 
how much they have going out, right? And this is really their spending component. So when we think about the spending component, and this is where I would say, you know, all the adults listen up too, right? But it really is being able to look at your spending behaviors and understanding what is a need versus a want. And so I'm a mom of eight-year-old twins, right? And, And it's a hard conversation to really help them understand what is a need versus a want. And, you know, a lot of times we're talking about the new baseball bat or the new video game. And I really try to use that as a teachable moment to say, look, do you really need this or is it something that you want? And certainly as an adult, right, we have to have those same conversations with ourselves sometimes. It's like, do I need that $5 latte every day or could I not go for it one day, right? Yeah. And, and everybody's answer to that question may be a little different. But when we can pull back on some of those non-essential purchases, that takes us really to what I'm going to call kind of step three our ability to save, right? So even if we can save just a little bit, starting down that path of savings really does set us up for a a lifetime of positive financial habits. You know, I think it's important to emphasize, and maybe we don't do this enough, uh, that it's okay to want things and it is okay to save up to buy those things that we want. Not everything has to be a need because if, if it strikes yeah. me, if we tell our, our kids, hey, uh, we don't want to instill the wrong message to the kids that you'll never get that that baseball bat is the example that, that you used. Hey, I really want that. And that's mm-hmm. okay because if you uh, go about it with the attitude of denial, then you know th- that's that's not going to work, and it's just going to it's going to infor- uh, enforce the wrong message. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And remember, I mean, too, I think you know the needs versus the wants. Like that changes over time. But I also talk about like a little bit of the fun money, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're working hard, they're right. savings, and you want to give them a chance to have you know to enjoy what they've saved, right? So help them. I think what's important there is setting that goal of you know what are they saving for? Are they saving you know of their savings? Are they you know, setting aside, I'm going to call it $10 because they want to go buy something, you know, that's very particular and they have a specific goal for that, you know, and and other times they may just say, no, I'm just saving because I want to have a, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to have some savings, right? Right. I want to be able to reach a goal and not spend it. And so again, I think that's just the importance of having the conversation, but you are absolutely right. It's okay to have wants and it's okay to buy that $5 latte, right? And some days, to be honest, it might be the, no, I need the $5 (laughs) latte. Well, that's true. Uh, uh, You said you have eight-year-old twins, so I'm sure it's a need for you uh, uh, from time to time. Um, That also uh, that also brings up the uh, the point: how soon how soon should we start uh, with uh, with our kids? At, At what age? I would say, you know, there's there's no time like the present, right? And certainly I'm not going to put an, you know, an age on it because every child is different, every family is different. But one thing that is important to understand is that as you're talking about, you know, financial being, you know, setting financial goals and financial literacy and the basics of budgeting, that that takes time, right? And so that's why I said, you know, start today. It, it can't hurt having the conversations. We're in the back to school season. And certainly as you start talking about budgeting, Budgeting takes practice. It takes time, right? So when the earlier you can start, that just gives you more opportunity to have those conversations. The other thing I think too is that, you know, certainly when we talk about savings, that can seem a bit daunting in and of itself because it's like, oh, I've got to save a lot. I've got to put away $100 a month or something like that. And, and the answer to that is no, you don't, right? Just starting by saving a small amount. It might mm-hmm. just be, you know, a couple of dollars a month, right? And then as your, you know, your child, your 
young adult kind of works up and they start to see their savings build, that becomes the moment that you really want to celebrate with them, right? Because they're making progress. They're working towards their goal. Maybe they've achieved their goal. Maybe their goal was $20 in a month, whatever that may be. You want to be right there with them and, and celebrate that moment. And, you know, and, and then also think about as a parent, like when you're trying to help them along this journey, having those conversations, that's important and it really is fundamental, but ensuring that you've got the right tools in place to help you as a parent inform right. your child, right? And to help and teach them. And so I always like to say, think about things like, you know, a specific dedicated account for savings. Right. And and that was one of the other things real quickly I want to mention. We are fortunate enough to live in a time where we've got a lot of tools that are available at our fingertips to help us personally and help us help our kids. You're absolutely right. And, you know, so many of the financial institutions offer a great variety of tools and products that help the parents and the kids, right? I mentioned, you know, having a dedicated savings account, um, but also, you know, I like to talk about helping your children understand the importance of paying themselves first, right? So if they have that after-school job, they open the checking account, open the savings account, right? And then let them teach them the importance of in setting up an automatic transfer. So moving a small amount from their checking to their savings automatically each month, each paycheck, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that may be that you agree on. And then that way they're paying themselves first. And then longer term, that savings um, habit, that becomes something that, you know, we as adults like to think about is, well, that's the rainy day fund, the yeah. emergency fund. But if you start that early on, that just becomes second nature to your child because they're already in the habit of doing it automatically. Exactly. Um, one of the the other things I'll mention to yeah, too, is at Bank of America, we have the Keep the Change program. And this is where, you know, we found that many of the young adults, the youth, they start out, you know, they're checking and their kind of financial journey using a debit card. And so what we do at Bank of America is we round up any debit card purchase to the nearest dollar. And so we we will help them and will automatically transfer that change from their checking account to their savings account. This is just another way to help put them on the path to savings. And it builds up a little bit more cushion in their savings account each time they use that debit card. So again, an automatic solution. They can, you know, enroll easily from their mobile device and they can track their savings as well. So it's, it's super important. And, you know, it's just one more tool that we like to give parents and youth, young adult to help them ensure that they are on that successful path. Getting in those good habits early. Again, Robin Growley is head of uh, consumer deposits for Bank of America. Real quickly, where do folks find uh, all of those tools and more information? Absolutely. They can go to bettermoneyhabits.bankofamerica.com. Robin, thanks very much for the time. We appreciate it. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. So with July now in the books, the uh, folks at Google are back once again with a recap of the people, places, and things that most captured our attention over the past month. And search trends expert Bailey Thompson joins us this morning. Bailey, it's kind of like a a time capsule here. And I I don't know if these are necessarily in order, but right at the top of the list, uh, you have the Barbenheimer movie weekend. Uh, It just uh, further proof that we just couldn't get enough. That's right. Yes. People are very interested in this Barbenheimer um, (laughs) blood to the movie. So people are actually searching Barbie more than Oppenheimer, but the two of them are kind of duking it out for for the top results. Um, And we saw some shifts throughout the opening weekend. In Ohio, though, folks went from searching 
Oppenheimer to searching Barbie a bit more. Hmm, interesting. And I, I wonder, it's what not what I would have expected, but it seems like uh, the Barbie movie is the more controversial, I guess, if we can uh, say it has been some, uh, some interesting pushback on that, which surprised me. And maybe that drove some of that uh, shift in the number of searches people wanting to find out exactly what this is all about. That's true. I mean, I think people were were interested. Well, they were actually a, a lot of people were interested in who was in it. There's obviously a star-studded yeah. cast with Margot Robbie um, and others, but people wondering, you know, who else is in it? Is Billy Eilish in it? Is Shay Mitchell in it? Um, but yeah, I think people weren't weren't sure what to expect. Those those yeah. ads left a lot to the imagination. <laughs> uh, July, of course, a big month for relaxing at the beach. Uh, great beach reads was another trending search. That's right. A lot of folks wondering what to read. Um, what's that light, easy page turner? Um, and romance novels was a breakout search. It rose mm. about 200%, which I mean, is I guess a bit synonymous with, with easy beach reads, but people very interested in what can they, what can they take to the beach? What are the top beach reads of 2023 and who doesn't love a good love story a good romance (laughs) um the uh the cost of living is uh, more on the serious side here the cost of living makes the uh, most search list again this month and i would imagine that's probably not going to change anytime soon i did think it was kind of interesting that among the top google search uh, queries here is why are taylor swift tickets so expensive it sounds like a lot of people are lamenting the fact that they couldn't afford to see the eras too in person perhaps that's right so folks the why are blank fill in the you know fill in the blank why are blank so expensive reached an all-time high um but a lot of folks were wondering why are taylor swift tickets so expensive whether they were getting them or were hopeful to get them um and then other top trends that people were searching around that are you know why are flights so expensive why are houses so expensive so Taylor Swift and flights and houses. Yeah, again, kind of what you would expect, uh, you know, vacation season and house hunting season right around this time. So, uh, again, when you think about it, probably uh, expected. Uh, Obviously, uh, the extreme heat that has been so much in the news uh, also was one of the top search uh, items. It says one of the top search questions was uh, how to protect our tomatoes, uh, our tomato plants from the extreme heat. So, uh, again, a little bit of a surprise here to me. Yeah, the, the scientists were saying that the first two weeks were of July were the hottest on record for uh, hottest on human record. Yeah, um, which is probably why why a lot of folks were wondering how can I stay hydrated and what can I do to make sure my plants are, my plants are hydrated. Uh, speed dating uh, makes uh, an appearance here on the uh, top list of uh, Google searches. What's the deal here? People are wondering how to get out and about and apparently do it quickly. So folks are <laughs> had a lot of questions around speed dating. How how does speed dating work? How do I organize an event? Um, I thought what, something that was pretty interesting was speed dating for seniors was the st- the one of the top searches. And hmm. when looking at ages, so speed dating for different age groups over sixty and over forty were searched more than any other age. So folks are wanting to do something yeah. efficient. Uh, again, uh, it's just interesting to me how some of these things kind of pop up seemingly out of the blue. I'm sure there's a reason for it, but it's one of those things that you wouldn't necessarily immediately. If you asked me what would be the top searches from <laughs> July, speed dating, especially speed dating for seniors, probably wouldn't have been one of the things that I would have thought of. Uh, I think we all would probably put the Women's World Cup right up there because, uh, again, that is going on uh, right now and a lot of folks uh, looking to keep up with that. Yeah, folks are very interested. 
mean, I think you can, to your point, there are things that you expect. So folks are searching for teams. Australia is the top team that people are searching for. But something that um, I think took everyone a bit by surprise was the French Women's World Cup ad. Um, and I won't I won't do any spoiler alerts. If you're interested, I encourage you to to search the ad. But that spiked 400 percent and it went viral. Mm, all right. So if you haven't checked that out, uh, you have uh, an assignment here. Uh, along with that, <laughs> while we are on the subject of sports, Wimbledon obviously is uh, the other big event in July and uh, obviously was right up there in terms of uh, top searches. Right. They People were very interested in searching a number of players. Um, Novak Djokovic was actually the one who he ended up coming second in the tournament um, for the men, but he was the number one searched singles player. And then funny enough, Carlos Alcaraz, who ended up winning, was the number two top search player. So I'm, I'm sure Novak wishes the search results were also the Wimbledon results. I know that I I was one of those searching for more information about Alcaraz because uh, as as a just a casual tennis fan, that was a new name to me. So uh, I'm not surprised that that's right up there. Actually, a little surprised that it wasn't uh, number one. And then, and I guess we could put this uh, under the category of sports, maybe, question mark, the <laughs> hot dog eating contest. Yes. Well, it's... Sh- surely some kind of sport to to eat as many as they do but um yeah that was on july 4th in coney island and as as may be expected a lot of people were searching hot dog eating contest rule rules uh, rules excuse yeah. me yeah but it actually may be expected but it was a 2000 over 2000 um, percent spike this year hmm uh, because there are actually rules to this, as we find out. It's not just a complete free-for-all. Uh, some of the really interesting things uh, that are on the uh, most search list uh, from Google throughout the month of July, and you have more information on all of this stuff at, uh, there's a special section of the uh, Google website where folks can kind of dig into the uh, numbers and dig down on this state-by-state uh, state and you know all of that. Anyone can be a Google Trends expert. Um, if you go to google.com slash trends, you can see what's spiking. You can search specific topics. So if you want to learn more about Taylor Swift's search results, you can <laughs> look for her. So I encourage anyone. Another homework assignment. I encourage everyone to go go yeah. check it out. Now I'll have to uh, go check out that uh, French uh, World Cup, Women's World Cup teaser, <laughs> yes. too. Uh, Bailey Thompson yeah. with us this morning, Google search trends expert, talking about a uh, recap of the most uh, interesting searches, the uh, biggest searches for the month of July. Bailey, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. This is our dumb criminal of the day. A man is behind bars after police in Bowling Green, Kentucky, found him passed out with his car running in a convenience store parking lot. Um, Richard Ite III was wearing body armor and had a small rifle in his lap when police arrived at the Alverton Express convenience store on Monday. (laughs) Passed out. Wearing body armor with a small rifle in his lap in the parking lot with his car running and the uh, convenience store parking lot. Not a master criminal. (laughs) A search of his vehicle turned up four loaded guns and extra ammo, along with nearly three pounds of marijuana and 125 THC products. (laughs) He's now in all kinds of trouble. He's been charged with... Trafficking in drugs, possession of a controlled substance, 
possession of firearms, and of course, DUI. Just for good measure. <laughs> I don't know what he was planning to do, but whatever it is, was not a great plan. Elsewhere in the broken news, yesterday we had the story of the guy who broke out of jail and went to a nightclub. He was free for all of like 10 minutes before cops found them. Here's another jailbreak story. Um, uh, Schoenigdrick uh, Huffman, I think is how you pronounce his name, is a 21-year-old gentleman from Mississippi, managed to break out of a correctional facility. Uh, the kicker in this story it was just his grand escape came just months before he completed his seven-year sentence. He was about to get out anyway. Uh, with a flair for drama, he held three people at gunpoint at a nearby home um, after stealing a car from one of his hostages. A not-so-smooth getaway ended in a crash. Undeterred, he tried to go incognito by hiding in a trash can but was eventually caught by authorities just two miles away from the prison. Um, <laughs> so he was months away from getting out. Now he's got another maybe four decades behind bars. He faces a 40-year sentence for kidnapping, uh, for breaking out of jail and for kidnapping, and grand theft and all of the other stuff. Kind of wonder whether it was worth it. Uh, the uh, correctional facility, by the way, say they plan to amp up their siren warning system to prevent future runaways. <laughs> the other part of the story, yeah, you might want to up your security, but seven months away from getting out, now he's facing 40 years. <sighs> the people in jail are there not because they're the brightest in the bunch, you know, at least in this case. This is a big old oops by police officers in Texas. Uh, reportedly, the cops held a family at gunpoint after a typo led the officers to believe their vehicle was stolen. <laughs> the family was visiting the Lone Star State from Arkansas for a youth basketball tournament. <laughs> the officers conducted a computer check of the vehicle and entered the state as Arizona instead of Arkansas. <laughs> and it turns out that a vehicle in Arizona with the same license number had, in fact, been reported stolen. Upon seeing that, the officers believed that they had a criminal on their hands. Weapons were drawn and they even placed the family's sixth-grade son in handcuffs. Ultimately, upon realizing the error, uh, the police chief in Frisco, David Shulson, apologized to the family and promised that those responsible would be held accountable. One officer told the kid, Hey, hope this doesn't affect your game. <laughs> hope it doesn't affect your game. <laughs> all because they entered arizona instead of arkansas i wonder what led them to run the plate in the first place was it just because it was out of state i mean do they run all out of state plates just to check i i don't know but that's a big old oops right there hope it doesn't affect your game man
no word on whether uh, the kids' team won or not. Uh, a couple of other items in the uh, broken news this morning. Uh, try explaining this one to your boss if you're late to work. A sunbathing pig caused a traffic jam along a highway in New Zealand uh, last Tuesday morning. Uh, the swine got in the way of westbound traffic on State Highway 16. Uh, the pig, who has evaded capture for at least two weeks, once again gave officers the slip. The pig was sunbathing in a bush area next to the motorway, but upon arrival, uh, it appeared it disappeared into the bush, according to uh, Aaron Neary of the Auckland Council's Animal Management uh, Agency. A trap has been set up near the highway, but so far the pig has not fallen for it. So the pig remains at large. Can you imagine missing an important meeting or being late for work and trying to explain? I would have been here on time, I swear, but there was a pig sunbathing on the highway. (laughs) You'd have to believe that. If somebody came to you, if you're the boss and an employee came to you and that was their excuse, you'd have to believe it because nobody would make that up, right? That would not. That would not be uh, something that you could make up. would have to be true. Uh, let's see. Have you ever noticed when you go to the fast food drive-thru or whatever, that you get the, the food that you order doesn't quite look like the picture uh, on the signboard or in the ad? Frank Siragusa has noticed that this is a problem. And so he has now filed a class action lawsuit alleging that Taco Bell materially overstates the amount of beef and or ingredients contained in its advertisements for the oversized menu items by at least double the amount. The the items mentioned specifically in the lawsuit include the Crunchwrap Supreme, the Grand Crunchwrap, uh, Grande Crunchwrap, the Vegan Crunchwrap, the Mexican Pizza, and the Veggie Mexican Pizza. The complaint also features images of Taco Bell menu items as advertised compared with photos that consumers have taken of the same items. And they don't look the same. Uh, Advertising photos tend to show tortillas stuffed full, whereas by comparison, the real-life orders look much uh, flatter and thinner. Let's see where that goes. Kind of interesting. That is a pet peeve of mine when I go through the uh, drive through the stuff that I end up getting never looks like the stuff in the in the pictures, but you kind of expect it, don't you? It's kind of the way it is. Well, maybe not if this guy has his way. And finally, the broken news this morning. You know, the uh, Mega Millions is up to like a billion and a quarter dollars for Friday's drawing. Here's what you could do if you are the big lottery winner. You could do what uh, this guy in England has uh, done. A lucky lottery winner who scooped up $300 has infuriated his neighbors with a huge four-day festival to celebrate his win. (laughs) And now he plans to do it all over again. Adrian Bayford uh, won um, 162 million euros or 300 million dollars back in 2012 and hosted a mini glastonbury festival in his backyard to celebrate (laughs) after complaints from his neighbors he has announced that the ear-splitting festival will return for an encore 
The Cambridge Rock Festival, previously known as Rockin' Beer Fest, will take place on Mr. Bayford's estate in Cambridgeshire, which he bought after he won the uh, money. So, (laughs) his neighbors uh, were all hacked off at him, and so he said, to heck with it, I'm doing it again. That's because he's got $300 million and he doesn't care. There you go. That is uh, today's. I would love to be that rich. Not that I would do that to my neighbors, but I'd love to be rich enough to be able to do that. That is today's broken news report. An update on the odd and unusual side of the news. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Ever wonder what being a Finley Rotarian is all about? I'm Angela Dabosky, CEO of the United Way of Hancock County. Being a Rotarian offers meaningful connections with community leaders and to what's going on in organizations across Hancock County. To become part of an organization that brings together business, professional leaders to provide community service and advance goodwill, all part of a worldwide service club, contact Findlay Rotary at FindlayRotary.org and click on join. This message provided by WFIN. Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. You know the uh, Alabama song, Angels Among Us? I believe there are angels among us. Apparently, most of Americans do. Uh, This is according to the uh, latest Associated Press, Nork Center for Public Affairs Research Survey. They they do this uh, poll uh, periodically as to gauge uh, the... uh, state of faith uh, in America and in various things. And they find in the latest survey, 69% of Americans believe that there are, in fact, angels among us. 69%. In fact, more people believe in angels than do the devil. 56% say that they believe in the existence of Satan. So more people believe in angels than Satan. And I thought this was very interesting as well from the poll. Although 79% of survey respondents overall believe in God or a higher power, religiousness is not a prerequisite for a belief in angels. You don't have to be religious to believe that angels exist. 84% of those with a religious affiliation believe that angels do exist, believe in angels which is probably not unexpected, but so do 25% of agnostics, which I think is rather interesting. I mean, if you're agnostic toward the idea of God, uh, it's surprising that you would be very sure about the belief of angels. But that's what it says. 25% of agnostics believe that angels exist, and even 2% of self-described atheists believe in angels. So you don't believe in God, but you do believe in angels. Kind of interesting. Again, overall, 69% of us believe that there are angels among us. Sarah Sisser is here from the Hancock Historical Museum talking about uh, things that are coming up on their calendar. Before we get to the stuff that's upcoming, got to recap. Finley Rocks the 60s goes live this past weekend. What can you say oh about that? I mean, yeah, I think maybe wow. I finally recovered. But <laughs> what a what a spectacular event and seeing that all come together. You know, it's a few years in the making and I really have to hand it to Reg Routson, who this was his 
this was his brainchild. Mm-hmm. This was our exhibit that we've had for the last couple of years at right. the museum come to life on the big stage at MCPA. It was a, a sold out crowd, and well, that was what the a community thing event. Yeah, I mean, a so, sold out not just to have a great crowd, but a sold out crowd. Yeah. Uh, just fabulous. It just I mean. felt very. It was like hyper local. You know, it was so Finley yeah. focused, and mm-hmm. um, to see so many people come back. To the community after having been gone, and um, it was a reunion of sorts for a lot of different classes, and mm-hmm. just really special yeah. to watch. Better uh, than you could have imagined when you first uh, conceived of the idea. Absolutely, and really, again, got to hand it to Red Routes, and this was this was his big idea, and somehow he dragged <laughs> us all along with him. But um, yes, it absolutely turned out better than I could have expected, and what a neat journey through the decade. I mean, mm-hmm. for those of us who didn't experience the sixties. <laughs> experiencing it for the first time um, and watching people reminisce about um, the neat venues that we had here and the great Mm -hmm. local bands and seeing some of those guys play for the first time together in several decades. Very special. So uh, terrific uh, history. And if you attended the concert and have not yet seen the uh, exhibit on which it is based, please uh, do. Yeah. Please come and see, you know, we're it's open regular hours of the museum. um, So Monday through, or excuse me, Wednesday through Friday, and then Sundays as well. You can also see a large portion of that exhibit on our website at HancockHistoricalMuseum.org. You can listen to some of the recordings that we have on there with some of the band members. Yeah. Um, some of the recordings we have of the bands playing back from the 60s. And um, so you can you can visit it uh, virtually as well. But please come see the exhibit before the end of the year because it's, it's something special. Yeah. Uh, now, let's talk about uh, things that are coming up in the uh, month ahead. Tomorrow, uh, you're going to be uh, talking as the Brown Bag Lunch Lecture uh, uh, monthly series and going to be talking about uh, the tying into the eclipse, which is now less than a year away. And I know the city of Finley is making big preparations for so. Yeah. So if you've in case you've been living under a rock and haven't heard <laughs> that we have um, a total solar eclipse happening in April of next year, which this is the first time that that has happened, that we've been on the path of totality here in Ohio um, since the early 1800s and during the time of Tecumseh. And so the gentleman we have coming to speak tomorrow, um, Tom O'Grady, has taught observational astronomy at Ohio University for almost 40 years. He's just a fascinating individual. He's a good friend of mine and has a lot of varied historical interest. Um, also just a great speaker, a funny guy. Um, and he will talk about the history of that eclipse in particular, but also hmm. what we can expect uh, during the eclipse in April, because he himself has traveled to seven different countries to chase eclipses wow. uh, throughout the world. So um, he's really something of a subject matter expert. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that we had um, a native of Hancock County, William Wallace Campbell, um, helped to prove Einstein's theory of relativity by chasing solar eclipses. Hmm. And we did an exhibit at the museum several years ago on William Wallace Campbell, but he's sort of a lost local hero. And um, so we'll talk a little bit about him uh, tomorrow as well. So you'll definitely want to come and hear about solar eclipses and about what we can expect next April. That is interesting because I I knew it had been a a good long while since we had had uh, something like that that we had experienced in our area, but I didn't realize uh, all the way back to the days of Tecumseh. Yeah, and I think... I believe the next time we can expect that to happen, we won't be around, but I think yeah. it's 2099, uh, maybe. Yeah, so, something like that. Um, so. Yeah, and according to Tom, you know, it'll be, we'll have enough darkness that things will start to happen. You know, we'll start to see nocturnal animals come out, perhaps. <laughs> and so, wow. Um, it's fascinating. They're really interesting. Yeah. Um, that 
will be uh, uh, something to keep in mind with uh, you know zombies coming rising <laughs> up and all yes. of that. So I'm not sure we want to get into you want to be that. prepared. But anyway, yes. yeah, just prepare yourself. <laughs> uh, also coming up later this month. That's tomorrow. The brown bag lunch lecture is uh, tomorrow. Uh, later on in the month, you have another classic movie, and this is this is the fun one because it's like the uh, classic drive, uh, outdoor yeah. a drive-in type. Uh, style exactly that's what we're trying to recreate Mm -hmm. um this is our bill and gail miller annual outdoor um classic movie night and uh we of course hope for great weather um like we had last time uh last year but this year we are screening back to the future which is a more (laughs) modern classic um a real favorite of so many of us and we're gonna have a lot of fun with it you can um come in costume we're gonna have a costume competition so dressed (laughs) as your favorite character we're gonna have a delorean on campus so some great photo there you go um we have a speaker joining us from the pop culture department at bowling green state university who's going to speak a little bit about the contextual history of the film Mm -hmm. um and then we'll screen the movie um at 8 30 once it's dark enough to do so yeah Um, and so it's a great family event bring the kids um start uh, all the activities start at 7 30 that evening it is free and open to the public it'll be a good time so for anyone thinking classic movie night back to the future it is like 40 years old (laughs) or almost 40 years old now so which thank you for reminding me that that is now classic (laughs) because uh yeah i can remember seeing that in first run in the theaters but we won't go there uh again great stuff for the entire family absolutely come in your marty vest or whatever it is that you have and and we'll have a great time with it uh and by the way that is uh they're on the campus at the we uh, do it in our parking lot and again free and open to the public so uh, August 19th. All right. Uh, also want to look ahead, and this is not August necessarily, but you are starting to prepare for Oktoberfest, which is coming up next month. Oh, goodness. Yes, we, <laughs> we've we been preparing for several months. Um, of course, Oktoberfest Finley is the Hancock Historical Museum's largest annual fundraiser and one of the largest single day events we have here in our area now. Um, it's a wonderful event. Again, very family-friendly. We take a lot of pride in that. So we have a huge children's area, lots of activities for the whole family, lots of great beer, of course, too, from some microbreweries all over the state of Ohio and some good German import beers and great food, lots of great food vendors, tons of activities, contests. Um, This year, we're actually a qualifier, a state qualifier for the U.S. Steinholding uh, competition. Uh So um, a little more formality to our typical Steinholding (laughs) competition this year. Um, And some great uh, live music as well. So something for the whole family. Of course, it takes an army of volunteers to pull off that single day event. Right. And we have our um, virtual uh, sign up for volunteers up and running Right now, if you would like to come and join us that day, you get a free Oktoberfest t-shirt. You get free admission to the event. It's a great way to help out. You can help pour beer. You can help with the children's area. You can help sell tickets, whatever is sort of your style. Um, we would really appreciate a few hours of your time to help us pull off this great community event. And uh, it, it runs, it's like an all-day thing. It's like 2 to 10.30, but you don't have to volunteer, obviously, for the whole no, thing. No, absolutely so. not. We have it divided up into shifts, so you can come early and then stay and have a good time the rest of the evening, or come early, eat your food, and then help <laughs> us pull off that late-night shift. That's yeah. a lot of fun, too. Um, or you can help set up uh, with us earlier in the day or tear down if you like. We have some a good time with that too. We're up pretty late doing that. Um, but again, just an army of volunteers and we're so appreciative of all the support we get in that way. 
Um, but if you would like to, to join us as a volunteer, you can visit OctoberfestFindley.com and uh, sign up there and also get a little bit more information about the day's lineup and All what right. we have going on that day. Very good. And again, uh, an army of volunteers <laughs> quite <laughs> literally is yep. needed to pull that off. Uh, and so if you have a few hours to uh, spare, be much appreciated. We've got a link up for more information about all of the things that are going on, the Hancock Historical Museum. And again, Sarah Sisser, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Chris. And that will finish up our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each and every day at our webpage. Check us out online at goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow on the program, why having a baby isn't always as simple as having a baby. New report from the March of Dimes offers a troubling look at the lack of adequate prenatal and maternity care in large sections of the country. Plus, up, up, and away, Findlay's biggest summer event is right around the corner. We'll get a preview of this year's Flag City Balloon Fest. So until tomorrow morning, that is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. Catch you back here tomorrow.